Can you believe this? One of the holiest weeks in Israel. We have one of the greatest crimes being planned upon humanity that has ever been perpetrated. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Today on In Grace, we're going to continue our series on the story of Jesus. We're looking at the life of Christ chronologically through the four Gospels, and we're coming on the area of his final few days. My message is titled, His First Coming, Not to Judge, But to Save. And we're in the second half of this message, and we're going to be talking a lot today about the things that Jesus was teaching in his last few days. You think that these would be the most important things that he has to say. And during this time, we have the scribes, the chief priests, the elders of the people coming against Jesus with words, with questions. And he is giving incredible answers. I think it's just another proof of his deity. You know, the proof of his deity is that he rose again physically and bodily. But these other things like his healings, his raising the dead, uh, his fulfilling prophecy, and and here his answers are also all about proving, it doesn't not that he needs to prove his deity, but it does show his deity uh, just by the way he can answer these questions. So all of this and much, much more today on In Grace. Now, In Grace is not just a podcast or a radio program. We also like to minister to people in many other ways. One of the ways is we write a daily devotional. You can get this for free by email if you go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Those of you that use the Version Bible app, you can also get a InGrace devotional plan. We write a bunch of those, and those are very popular. We've had hundreds of thousands of you subscribing to that plan, and we would love to minister to you in that way. We also have a television program that you can watch anytime on YouTube. Just search for InGrace, and then it would be good for you to subscribe to our channel to get alerts, to like it, and uh, we would love to have you enjoy In Grace Television as we're featuring amazing arches right now, uh, a wonderful, fun series that we've done to look at the natural rock formations out in the east and out in the west with our friend Dr. Danny Faulkner. So we invite you to, to check that out. And then at the end of the program, I'll let you know how you can get this Amazing Arches video series for yourself. Uh, and we also are going to be going to Alaska with a creation speaker, Bruce Malone, in July. And those of you that have always dreamed of going to Alaska, check out our Alaska cruise, the InGrace Creation Cruise. We would love for you to come along with us, my wife and I, Bruce Malone and his wife, Majesty Music, Shelley Hamilton, and others. It's just going to be a marvelous time together in the Word, in the Lord and in creation. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com, and click on travel. Verse 48, He that rejecteth me receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. There is a future judgment. It's coming. It's coming. 49, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment that I should say what I should speak. Boy, people were frosted when he was equating himself with the Father. They were frosted. 
Verse 50, and I know that his commandment is life everlasting. This is the salvation that God offers you. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Jesus is relaying God's heart. Jesus is relaying God's feelings toward us, toward our sin, toward our rebellion, and toward the fact that he wants to save us. Jesus did not come to judge. He came to save. The Father is going to judge those who have rejected his Son. This is called the great white throne judgment. It is in the future. Revelation 20, verse 11. And these are terrible words, but we have to read them because they're in the Bible. One of the last few things that we learn in the Bible is Revelation 20, verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's a horrible thought. Eternal judgment, that's not what God wants. God didn't design this place for you. He designed this place for the devil. But if you reject his love, there's no other option. He's going to, in his grace, give you what you want. Separation from him. And this is a great white throne judgment. This is in the future. When all people that have rejected salvation through Jesus Christ will be resurrected and judged according to their works, I believe it's a, a degree of hell. I believe hell is hell. Hell is eternal. Hell is darkness. Hell is fire. But it's also uh, based on, I think Hitler deserves a little bit deeper uh, of hell, and we would probably all agree with that. But all of us deserve separation from God, but that's not what God wants. Jesus did not come to condemn. Jesus does not want you at this judgment. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to believe in him, trust in him. He's offering that to you as a gift. Jesus says, as he's speaking the truth of the Father, judgment is coming, but salvation from that is offered to you right now. Listen to what Jesus said. Now, the scene is going to switch from those who have not rejected Jesus to those that want Jesus dead. Okay, so we'll continue. This is another passage we find a parallel to this passage in Mark 14, but we're going to read Matthew 26. In verse 3, it says, Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people. So this is the religious hierarchy of Judaism of the day. And the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who is called Caiaphas. Now, if you'll read the trial of Jesus, you're going to read about Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the high priest. He shouldn't have been the high priest. At this point, the high priests were selected by Rome. So you know these aren't godly people. This is a political choice. But you're going to read about Caiaphas. You're also going to read about another character named Annas. Jesus was tried first by a high priest called Annas, but then he is tried by 
a high priest called Caiaphas. And here you read in verse three of Matthew 26 that the people assembled that wanted Jesus dead at the palace of Caiaphas. So why would there be two high priests? Well, there wasn't. There was one. Annas was the high priest of a bygone era. His son-in-law was Caiaphas. Rome removed Annas and installed some of the other sons of Annas, but eventually, at this time, at the time of the arrest of Christ, Caiaphas was the son-in-law of Annas who was the high priest. So why would Jesus appear before Annas? Because although Rome had removed him, he still wielded power, right? You're gonna see that in the trial of Christ. You're also gonna read about Herod, which was Herod Antipas. There was Herod the Great, and then there was his sons. Herod Antipas was the ruler of that part of Israel. He was in Jerusalem. He normally wasn't. He would be in Tiberias. And then you read about Pontius Pilate being there. He wouldn't normally be there. He'd be in Caesarea. That's where he would have been. So everybody's in Jerusalem, right? Why? Because this is the big feast. Everybody's in Jerusalem. It's thousands and thousands of pilgrims. They don't want any trouble. (laughs) Guess what they were about to get? They were about to get trouble. So they're all coming together with Caiaphas in his palace. And, oh, by the way, real quick, we were filming in Israel a few weeks ago, and we visited a tomb, the tomb of Annas. It's not far from the old city. It's down the city of David. The bottom of the city of David is the Pool of Siloam. It's just past there a few blocks. And it's in a hillside, in a cliff, and they dug out a cave out of the rock, And they know for sure that was Anna's tomb. And you know what? It is abandoned. It is vandalized. It is full of animal manure. They've been using it for animals. And you know what? I thought when I'm filming there with the archaeologist, Scott Stripling, I thought, this is so appropriate. The man who condemned our Lord, his tomb is desecrated with dung. Okay? So Annas, Caiaphas, these high priests, these scribes, they're all conspiring. They're all consulting, verse four, that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. So they wanted to get rid of him, but they didn't want to cause an uproar during Passover. In verse five, they said, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. But there's a problem with that. The problem with their plan is God wanted Jesus to be the Passover lamb. What did John the Baptist say? Behold the Lamb of God, when he saw Jesus, that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is our Passover. So guess what? Something's going to happen that will spin this up faster than they wanted it to spin up. They wanted to be quiet. They wanted to let the crowds disperse. But it happened just as they didn't want to happen because this was God's plan. Can you believe this? One of the holiest weeks in Israel. We have one of the greatest crimes being planned upon humanity that has ever been perpetrated. The death of the Son of God. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out In Grace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. 
From the iconic Delicate Arch in Utah to the lesser-known arches in Arizona, Colorado, and Kentucky, this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders. But it's not just about the scenery. Amazing Arches also features PhD astronomer Dr. Danny Faulkner and PhD geologist Andrew Snelling, who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. So we're jumping over to Luke. We're going through different accounts here of the same thing. They're all conspiring. Luke 22, it says in verse 1, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh. So the Feast of Unleavened Bread would be equated to Passover. This was all based on God getting Israel out of Egypt. And the last plague, the death of the firstborn, they had to be ready. They had to clean up the house of any leaven. They had to bake unleavened bread. They had to eat a meal quickly. The Passover lamb would be slain. The blood would be on the doorpost of the house. This is the most important um, week of a Jewish life. And this is the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover, verse 2. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. So why did this happen faster than they wanted it to? Verse three, then entered Satan into Judas. That's why. Satan couldn't wait to get rid of this so-called Messiah. Satan wanted him dead so that Satan could win and have dominion and keep dominion that he gained in the garden. So this Judas named Iscariot being of the number of the 12. Let's ask this question. How is it that this man who had been one of the closest to Jesus for three years, all the other disciples thought of him as one of them, believer, saved, servant of Jesus Christ. How could it be that this person was an imposter the whole time? It's unbelievable. But it tells me something. It tells me that there can be people that look the part, people that play the game, but they have never put their trust in Jesus Christ. It's possible because here we have Judas. And, and some people say, well, since it was predicted that Jesus would be betrayed by a friend, therefore Judas had no choice. This was all preordained. And no, 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 no. Judas had a choice. He chose to betray Jesus. He chose to not accept him as Savior. Okay. By the way, it also said that he was the treasurer. So could it be that Judas was in this for the power, for the position? Okay, let's think about this. Jesus is the Messiah. I want a position in his future kingdom. So therefore, I'm going to join his disciples, join his group, and I'm going to pretend like I'm a believer in him this whole time so that when he does take over, in his kingdom, I will have this position of authority. Uh, maybe I will be the treasurer of the kingdom, right? It says in the text that Judas was a thief. He loved money, okay? And the more that we are fooled by the devil who is a liar, the more chances we are to, first of all, as believers, to be fooled by the devil and to be ruined by the devil. We can't lose our salvation, but certainly we can lose our fellowship, right? But if you're not saved, the more that you succumb to those temptations of money or whatever it is, 
the more chance it is that you will make such a foolish decision that Satan will literally own you. And that's what happened here. I believe Satan literally indwelt Judas Iscariot. And in verse four, he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains on how he might betray him unto them. Suddenly, they wanted to do this. They wanted to get rid of Jesus, but they were gonna wait a little while till everything calmed down. But suddenly in their midst appears, one of the disciples is willing to betray Jesus, to give Jesus to them at a specific place in a specific time. They couldn't pass that up. Satan was instigating this and actually bringing these wicked men up to the timetable that God had planned. Isn't that amazing? What Satan meant for evil, God was going to use for good so that Jesus would be the Passover lamb. And it says in verse five, they were glad and covenanted to him with money. So money was certainly part of it. I mean, 70 pieces of silver is a lot of money, but it's certainly not enough to do what he did and promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. So they wanted to arrest him secretly, but the timetable was now moved up. When did Satan enter into Judas? Well, it says later we're gonna study the upper room and they were eating and it says after the sop, which was the morsel that was passed around, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said unto him, that thou doest do quickly. Jesus knew what was happening. He knew Judas would betray him. Satan was doing his own downfall. Because Jesus dying as a sacrifice for sin that Satan instigated, that's what sealed the fate of Satan. This is incredible. Jesus is going to defeat Satan by dying. And Satan is going to Make sure that Jesus dies. Even though God had predicted Judas' betrayal, it was still Judas' choice. And just because God knows ahead of time something doesn't mean God causes something, right? God gives us the ability to choose. So here we have Judas about to do this terrible deed, and we are leading up to the arrest of Jesus. So learn this. Satan is a liar. Satan is a murderer. Judas was the ultimate victim of the devil. So don't believe the devil. Kids, don't believe the devil. Listen, we are all sinners. We've all rebelled. We've all gone against God. We need a savior. Jesus is the innocent son of God. He died for your sins on a cross and he arose. If you will trust in him, if you will believe in him alone, you don't have to go and confess him. You should. You should. But salvation isn't about you doing something. It's about you believing in what Jesus did for you. Okay? That's the key. Believe in him alone and you will not face the great white throne judgment. And let's end with John three seventeen. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's just after John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Many did not believe, but some did. Some believed in him and at that moment were saved from that point all the way through eternity. And that can be yours as well. That gift that is called eternal life can be yours 
right now by simply trusting in Jesus, believing in him. Jesus didn't come to condemn, he came to save. And he wants to save you right now. Salvation is free, it's a gift. What do you have to do to receive a gift? Just take it. How can I receive salvation? How can I be forgiven of my sins? Well, remember, Jesus is God. He came, he died for your sins and rose again. Your sins have already been paid for. You say, well, then how come I have to worry about any of this? Because you are still in your sins until you have received the pardon, if you have received the forgiveness. It's already been paid for, but you have to accept the, the gift. You have to accept what Jesus did for you. Some people think it's enough to be born in a Christian nation or to be born of Christian parents. No, being a Christian isn't your country or your parents. To be a Christian is your faith in Christ, in the promised one, Jesus. And when you believe in him, not a religion, not your works, but in Jesus alone, the Bible says at that very moment, you are instantly passed from death to life, from hell to heaven. And that's the greatest news in the entire world. That's why we're here at InGrace. That's what we want to shout from the mountaintops and that we've messed up, we've sinned. Our sin is uh, is the problem. Our sin is, is society's problem. But, but Jesus came to pay for that sin and he'll make all things right one day. But what you or what I must do to be saved is to put our trust in Jesus. I've done that. I invite you to do that. Just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. But right now, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again. And when you do that, the Bible says you are saved today, tomorrow, and forever. If you have questions about that, please contact us. We would love to hear from you. 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Some of you would like to write to us and we'd love for you to write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. We'll repeat all that in just a moment. There are a number of things that I want to tell you about that are really exciting. In Grace is unfortunately kind of a one-way communication ministry, and I hate that because I want to meet you. I want to get to know you, and I've been so privileged to be able to travel with a lot of you uh, to Israel or to the Grand Canyon or to Alaska over the years. And those of you that come on our tours, it's just so much fun to get to know you and spend time with you and to get, hear, get to hear your story and your faith. And so we invite you on our next two trips. We have actually three trips coming up. One to Israel at the end of February. That one's almost full. We have almost 100 and I think 16 people or so coming on that one. And then we have an Alaska cruise coming up in July that is open. You can come on that as well. Beautiful Holland America ship cruising the inside passage from Whittier all the way to Vancouver, uh, Canada. And there's no vaccine requirements or testing or anything anymore. So we would love to see you on our creation cruise with creation speaker Bruce Malone, his wife Robin, my wife Karen. I'll be speaking. We have a room every night that we can get together and worship and and hear beautiful music from Majesty Music, Shelley Hamilton, and all that are with her with the, the Majesty Music crew. And then uh, we will be going on excursions and seeing Alaska during the day. It's a marvelous, marvelous opportunity, and we would love for you to join us on that. Ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And then we're going back to Israel the next year in February. If you're interested in our 2024 tour, you can check that out online as well. And finally, let me tell you about a brand new video series that I'm so excited. We're going to be featuring this on the radio tomorrow. You're going to be hearing the conversation that I'm having along the way with Dr. Danny Faulkner. But we go to 
Amazing Arches. And we go to the Red River Gorge in Kentucky, the first two of this four-part series. And then we're going to go out west and show Danny the Arches of the West. And I've never been there either. So you get to see us seeing these things for the first time when you order Amazing Arches, the video series. You can get that from us with a gift of any amount to In Grace. Your gift makes sure more people hear the gospel of grace. And you're going to get this great video series either by DVD or digital download. Amazing Arches, brand new. You want to get that. If your gift is $25 or more, we're going to send you another video series. This one's a four-part series called Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out InGrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.